ladies and gentlemen, welcome Aaron Nagler. Packers Nation, give it up for Tom Grossi. We are here at 1265 Lombardi. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. The thoughts from the Chicago Bears. They suck. Nobody pass protects like the GOAT, Jamal Williams. The GOAT! <laughs> we might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. Grab a Dr. Pepper and join us every week to talk all the latest surrounding 1265 Lombardi. What is going on, everybody? This is Joey of Underage Packers welcoming you to episode 33. I'm, as always, joined by my great and spooky co-host, Big B. What is happening? <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. We specifically moved this episode back to this Saturday so we could have a grand old time on Halloween. So today, me and Big B will be recapping and taking a look back at all of the trade talks before the upcoming trade deadline on November 3rd, talking about someone who dared to insult the GOAT, Jamal Williams, taking a look at the Packers and Vikings injury report, and why the Vikings suck. It should be a fun one. Big B, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's get <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. Trade deadline talks. There's a lot of it. I don't know why Packers fans continue to do this to themselves to just to be let down uh, come the Tuesday. But I'm just I'm just so excited when the Packers do not trade for anybody. <laughs> everybody just starts freaking out. And I'll be like, yes. I told you so. Okay, yeah. And yeah. here's the thing. The Packers literally, people are acting like we're one wide receiver. The, the wide receiver is the player we're missing. We would be winning by 50 if we only we drafted a first-round wide receiver. It would be so much different. I wonder what the situation would be like and if instead of Jordan Love, we just drafted, I don't know, Ross Blacklock or an offensive lineman. It's just really drafting Jordan Love, I think, is what a lot of people have so much hatred for right now. Yeah. But so people are just extra salty this season. Yep. So, okay. First of all, us being in talks to trade for a wide receiver really has nothing to do with us not drafting one. Okay. Think of how different the wide receiver situation is now than we thought it would be come the draft. Okay. Uh, in April, we signed Devin Funches. We're looking for Alan Lazar to get back. That is three solid wide receivers right there. You have MBS, um, EQ, where they're looking to get back from injury, who they really thought, uh, MBS especially, who they thought would be a lot better. They were expecting a lot more from him in camp. So their situation before the draft isn't too bad. I'm not saying we shouldn't have drafted a wide receiver, uh, but our situation was a lot different. Well, let's talk about trade talks. Oh, boy. And now I am bringing on the scariest thing to all Packers fans, the first round wide receivers representing on my mask, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, the scariest thing to all Packers fans. But uh, trade talks, Packers and talks are Will Fuller of the Texans. Jair Alexander held them pretty silent. Uh, this past game in Houston. Uh, but Big B, how would you compare? Do you think this is, you know, Brian Gutekinds is really a general manager who likes to get involved in a lot of talks. Do you think this is, um, he specifically wants Will Fuller. He doesn't only want a wide receiver. He really wants Will Fuller to come in in his offense. Possibly, but 
I think they're just in, they just want to call on everybody, yeah. check in everybody. And Will Fuller's just the one wide receiver that got leaked out, you know? Yeah, the guy that's out there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it might be just the fact that, you know, he's available. This guy we like best that we think we have a realistic chance of getting. This is his last year on his contract. So nine games, but it is still a rookie deal. So it wouldn't be a major cap hit. Um, it'd be really interesting to see him come in here. Obviously, Matt LaFleur was the quarterback's coach at Notre Dame uh, with Will Fuller. Obviously, Will Fuller was not a uh, quarterback with Matt LaFleur, but, uh, you know, we do have that coaching connection. Another trade deadline talk, tight end Zach Ertz from the Philadelphia Eagles. This one was really surprising. It just feels like nobody is talking about that. We legit made an offer for a star tight end which was really surprising to me. And I love that they they didn't make an offer for a big-name wide receiver and instead they're going with someone like nobody would be like, ah, it's not a wide receiver. Darn, curse you, Brian Goodkins. So <laughs> we made an offer. I don't think it would be too much. Um, once again, I'm not sure what Zachert's contract exactly looks like. In fact, I'll look that up right now. But Bigby, what would you think of adding uh, Zach Ertz to his Mantle Fleur offense? I think that would be a great addition to the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, open a lot of things out. Yeah. Possibly put them out wide even. You mm. know? Yeah, and it's um, key. We, we have a pretty solid tight end room, and it goes back to why the Packers never make these big trades because you have guys like Jay Sternberger who, and Robert Tunyon, or Tunyon, who you've been developing for a while. Obviously, you know, maybe Zach Ertz is – Definitely a better veteran guy than Mercedes Lewis. Uh, round two, pick 35. He's this eight year in the league. Looks like he is contracted into next year. So that's really interesting. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Did you say he was a um, second round pick? He is a second round pick. So it doesn't oh, really it matter. Doesn't count. It, doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not Dang not it. Right. Dang it. He's going to have been a first round. So what a shame for Zach Ertz. Yeah, um, sorry, buddy. Yeah, so at this point, any trade I really don't see happening. Unless there's a guy where they're thinking, like, I think Zach Ertz is one of those guys where I really don't think they were offering first or second round picks for them. I think they were really getting, they saw that the Eagles were asking for a really low price for their non-first rounder, um, and and they felt they could get away with it. He goes on IR, and that obviously doesn't happen. I don't see them making a trade. That's how the Packers operate, and they've been really successful at it. It's brought them two championships and success over the past 30 years, and it might even be going to 50 um, if this works out. So let's talk now uh, about someone who dared to go after Jamal Williams. It is time, Big B, to get the goat mask on. Here we go. Yeah. All right. We got to hear from the goat himself. Can we hear and get it loud? Jamal Williams is the goat. The goat. Jamal Williams is the goat. The goat. <laughs> I cannot take you seriously, but let's talk here about uh, Badger Boomin on Twitter. 
aka Paul, from reporting that's eligible in the Acme Packing Company. Uh, he had a, a really interesting take that I, I think a lot of people want to get your thoughts on. Jamal Williams says on Twitter on October 5th, Jamal Williams is a good receiver, but if he never got another carry, I'd be fine with that. What? <laughs> okay, so let, let's talk about on the face of this. This is a really a pretty bad take. Okay, so Jamal, when he's filled in, first of all, for Aaron Jones, when he's filled, had to fill in for Aaron Jones, He's done absolutely fantastic. You look back. Even in his rookie year, yeah, he was great. All right. Yeah, and that that rookie year was really interesting for 2017 because, you know, that was a lot of um a more of a mixed with um Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. People forget really how long it took Aaron Jones to be the guy that he is right now. So that first year is a lot of a mix between Jamal and Aaron. I I don't remember too much if Jamal was uh, getting more or less snaps. I know this guy loves his spreadsheets and loves his stats, so maybe he can help us out with that and give us some nerdy analytic. But And then that's where the problem starts right there, all right? Yeah, if it, when oh. you're bringing in spreadsheets into an argument, you already lost, and you were talking about DVOA. I don't, I don't even know what that means, but if you're bringing in charts and nerdy stats, you lose. Uh, okay, so what on the face, there's still a really bad take. He's, when he's had to step in for Aaron Jones, he's had 100 yards each time, uh, whether it be in the Jets in 2018, just this past week in Houston. And he's really more, he go, he can be, he can do, he can do both. You know, he doesn't just have to be a running back or a wide receiver. Um, I, what, okay, what would you, if you have a message to see, say to this guy right now, if he finds this clip on Twitter, what would you say to him? Mr. Badger boo, Boogie Man or whatever your name is. That was one terrible last take. All right. I am the biggest Jamal Williams fan, and you will suffer from this. All right. Mm. I have called you many bad names, and I do not regret it. I have blocked you on Twitter. I do not regret it. I hope you jump off a cliff and... Oh, oh whoa, okay. Well, we can't... Oh, please don't give us a one-star rating on Spotify. But... Oh, <laughs> He messed with Jamal Williams, so he gets. What am I going? I don't know where I'm going with this, but he, but he, but I will say I, he should get some security cameras installed. He should be watching out. I mean, come on, uh, that uh, pretty bad take, but like it's terrible. We could spend all day talking about idiots about Jamal Williams. I remember there was a narrative before the season start that we should trade Jamal Williams. Be called round. that shit is bullshit. That is bullshit. Jamal Williams is important to us. Why? I still see that. I'm still seeing that. I've literally oh. saw that yesterday. You see all comments on Jamal Williams. But yeah, I, I, I do remember. I, I think I, I know what you're talking about. But we could spend all day talking about Jamal Williams and his haters. Let's preview the not, or, or before we get to the Vikings, let's take a quick recap now, uh, taking a, a quick look back. Uh, and make it a Halloween and a spooky edition of recapping so far this Packers season. So let's first talk. Who is getting the full-size candy bar for Halloween on this team so far? You know, you get to the, the rich people's neighborhood. You got you to gotta get all those full-size. Who would you give the full-size Hershey candy bar for this season so far? All right, we're going with Jair Alexander. I love it. I love it. I love Jair Alexander. He's been locked down. Oh. He's Face some really good wide receivers, and he's done excellent. 
allowing zero catches most every almost every single one of them. Um, anything else you got to add to Jair's play? Um, it's just been phenomenal. Like I yeah. don't know what else to say. Just intercept the ball a little bit more, and uh, then we'll be good. But you know, he, he he's definitely a top run for defense player of the year. I give my full size candy bar to Matt Lafleur, um, front runner for coach of the year. He has done phenomenal. Uh, coming in here, completely changing the culture. You can say what you you want about his thirteen wins last year. You can say that he was fraudulent, but uh, and this year through his first. What is it now? Nineteen or he's has a record of eighteen and four. Absolutely phenomenal. I might be doing my math wrong there, but thank yeah, you, Matt Lafleur. You're getting two full size candy bars. You can give one to your son or whatever. Um, but that's great. So let's talk now. Who is getting the milk duds? You know, nobody likes milk duds except my sister. Uh, but she's really weird in general. So. Who is getting the milk duds this year? Who has been really disappointing? I was going to go with Preston Smith, but then mm. I remembered um, MVS exists. Yep. And he has yep. Terrible- I'm sorry, MVS. I, I love you. I love your dog. Your dog is <laughs> so cute. His but- boogity is great, but you got you got to be more boogity on the field, man. I don't know. You're not you're not too scary. You're not too scary to anybody. You're definitely getting some milk duds. I think I'll give mine to Packers fans. You're getting the milk duds. Anybody that ever suggested that, I I, I mean, there is just a lot of people not carrying the G right now. You all get milk duds for not cherishing this 5-1 team that is so incredibly special. I can't wait if the Packers win the Super Bowl. Uh Uh-huh. Haters will come back and say, Oh, yeah, day one. Woo, never yep, yep, yep. I'm so excited for Jordan Love. Like, you know, the thing that is so frustrating about this argument is that, like, no, you coming back if five years from now Jordan Love has two seasons as a starter and he sucks, you coming back, that isn't proving me wrong. That's just, I'm still right that you shouldn't be judging him from his first snap because I never said he would be a great player. Like you were the one saying that he would suck when you haven't even seen a snap from him. So we should really just name this the Jordan Love episode. To, uh, this offseason, we need to do a full like hour-long episode and look back at all the memories of the stupid idiots surrounding the Jordan Love pick. Do we really want to do that, though? Oh, yeah. This offseason, we're going to have plenty of time, Big B, I'm telling you. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so now let's get to, once again, something that is not too scary. It's the Minnesota Vikings. I love them. Uh, you know, they're just kind of slowly turning into your, like, little brother. You know, like, sometimes, like, your little brother that when he gets angry, he'll punch you, like, and then sometimes, like, he hurts you really hard. And it's like, hey, that's not nice, you know, and but – the other 30 times, it's like uh, a pillow getting whacked at you. You know, it doesn't hurt at all. But uh, let's first take a look at a few guys that got punched pretty hard on the Minnesota Vikings. And their injury report, Daniel Hunter still on IR after our first time facing him. They obviously traded away Yannick Nkwake, who I'm apparently not saying his name right. Uh, Dalvin Cook, limited participant at practice. Cornerback Mike Hughes and Holton Hill are not practicing. Um, Viking secondary still sucks. And what a miracle. 
we turned out to be right that you can't rely on your 15 draft picks. Who would have ever thunk it, Big B? I know. Like, come on now. Like, yeah. Ooh. Like, <laughs> they're, they're having some issues in cap, and that's exactly what we talked about with Aaron Agler before week one. They had some issues with cap. They had to get rid of a lot of people, and now here they are sitting with a bunch of rookies depending on them. Isn't it great, though? It's great. It is great to see the Vikings suck because, you know, in the NFC North, you know, Bears fans, I can respect them. I can respect them because I feel they have they they have a lot of love for their team. I feel they're really passionate. I don't think there's a bandwagon Bears fan. But Vikings fans, bandwagons, uh, from that, that 2000, what was it, 17 run? When I really went to the NFC Championship game, they got, they got some bandwagons there. They're, they're really jerks. To be honest, I feel like if the Bears were the ones that injured Aaron Rodgers, they'd be like, wow, well, I'm really, really sucks that Aaron got hurt. Um, but bear down still. I mean, that that would be more acceptable than skull, 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 Aaron is injury bone. Ha, ha, ha. You know, that was pretty bad. Yep. But the Vikings secondary is the weak point of their team, whether it be through injuries or their young guys. Devontae Adams should have another Big game. Hopefully another 190-plus yard game with 202 touchdowns. That would be phenomenal. Javante is pretty much, I think, like six in the league in yards and probably touchdown receptions, even though he's only played in three and a half games. Phenomenal stuff from Devontae Adams. Um, do you think this is another game like we saw in week one where the passing attack is on fire for the Packers? Yes. Cheers to that. Yeah, um, hopefully. I don't know exactly what the game plan will be. That's why I'm not the head coach. But, um, like, I don't know what the game plan will be, but I really think they should have a pretty easy day flying over with Aaron, uh, Devontae Adams, um, MVS. You just need Devontae Adams in all seriousness. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the Packers injury report, which I forgot to get to. Alan Lazard and Kirk, Christian Kirksey are back at practice. I believe they were limited participants just doing some stuff here and there, but they are back at practice, which is always good, especially Alan Lazard. Kevin Keene and Aaron Jones, as of Thursday, did not practice. Uh, God. Okay, you got to stop with the bit a little bit. When Aaron Jones is hurt, you can't be like, oh, it's Jamal Williams time, baby. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't like contain my excitement. All right. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully if Aaron Jones can't play this week, we know we got Jamal Williams, who apparently this Badger Paul uh, isn't too excited for. But- that dude is such an asshole. That Badger <laughs> boo guy, yeah, I hate him. Never going to forgive him. We need to have him on the show. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Let's, so Kevin Keene and Aaron Jones still not practicing. Ty, uh, David Bakhtiari and Tyler Irvin were back at practice the other day, I believe, as full participants. Glad to hear that. Hopefully Tyler Irvin is back. We've definitely missed him quite a bit um, in these past few weeks. And David Bakhtiari. If David Bakhtiari is out, I feel confident in our lineup that we had, um, especially because the Vikings fast rush really is not too strong. Um, but Big B, if, do you think – David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones, do you think this is a game where it's acceptable for them to miss to have them rest because it's not too scary of an opponent? Yeah, because you have, you have Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. you replace Aaron Jones. Then you have 
Um, Billy Turner. Yeah, really versatile, flexible offensive lineman. I wouldn't be surprised if they're um they're they're good to go, but that we still rest them for a week or two. Next week we got the Niners coming off a short week. It would be a great week to rest Jones and um, Bakhtiari. That one's going to be an interesting one. Um, I'll definitely be watching the Niners. Do you know who they're playing this weekend? No. I don't know either, but we'll be we'll definitely be watching the Niners. Maybe they have a bye week, but uh, short week coming up, so nice week to rest uh, some guys there. So uh, moving on, we already talked about Jair Alexander uh, and Jamal Williams. Let's let let's get some game plan here now. The Packers, I I really don't see anything that is stopping them from winning this game. Do you? No. At this point, uh, especially with Dalvin Cook injured, really injury prone, <laughs> we do got to give a shout out to that sign for our for our audio listeners right now. Big B is holding up a sign that says "Make a new sign." Big B, Corey Banky, quoting him. That is great stuff from Big B right there and Corey Banky. Collaborative work, but I don't see exactly Dalvin Cook out. Josh Jackson has stepped up and proved a lot this offseason, looked a lot better in week seven than he did in week six. Feel pretty confident uh, with him going up. Justin Jefferson might be able to burn him. So we'd love to have Darnell Savage back. That's a big thing right there. We'd love to have Darnell Savage back. Hopefully Adrian, really Adrian Amos. And that's, uh, that does concern me a little bit with Darnell Savage, even if he isn't. Uh, his big problem is lighting up those big touchdowns. He did it in Minnesota, or he did it at Lambeau against Minnesota last year. He did it in Minnesota in Week One. Darnell, you got to step it up. We got to have Darnell um, watching out for Justin Jefferson to put on the burners. So, Big B, give us a score, or give us the most important player on the Packers and the most important player uh, to watch on the Vikings. The Packers. Montrevious Adams slash Kingsley Kiki. All right. Put the and, pass rush on Kirk. Oh, and the Vikings. Um, I don't know. They're, all their players are trash. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll go with Jamal Williams for the Packers. Yeah! And Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota Vikings. Just because Why not? He, he's going to be really important to make those mistakes. Can, all he's got to do is make one or two big mistakes, which he tends to do. Packers will be great. Let's hear a final score prediction from you, Big B. 51. Oh. Um, 51-31, Packers win. I like it. I, I mean, that's the thing is that's not too far off from the, at the score from week two. Or week one, like literally nine points for the Packers, minus four for the Vikings. It will happen, folks. I'm going to say 38-15. Packers win. Going to be much more convincing. Uh, defense isn't going to let up uh, near the end this time. The Packers offense won't even have to have that put-away drive with Alan Lazard like they did in week one. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching the Halloween special of the Underage Packers podcast. Let's see the goat mask one more time. Oh, yeah, son. The goat! The goat! Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up. Join us this Monday to recap 
the Packers win over the Minnesota Vikings. Then this Wednesday, we will be previewing the 49ers Thursday night game with no other than Mr. Packaday himself, Andy Herman. And then we will be with you Friday morning to recap that game. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you later. Go Pack Go.